Hi Good Girls Sid here with some very exciting news. The Good Girls are going back to the stage where they belong. That's right, a Good Girls Gone Sad live show is coming to you September 16th at 7 p.m. at Caviar on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Don't live in New York? No worries. The show will be live streamed. And if you can't watch the show while it's going on live, if you buy a live stream ticket, you get the show for seven days on demand. Watch whenever you want. Watch it a hundred times. We don't care. Just buy a ticket so you can see us. We are so excited to get back on stage. Official lineup to be announced, but there's going to be games and music and dancing. Live Good Girl Glossary entries. Probably telling our most embarrassing childhood stories. Who knows? You know who will find out? You, because you're coming to the show. Ticket link in bio. See you soon. Are you, Are you there, there God? God? It's, it's us, Sid King and Becca Stevenson. Welcome to the Good Girls Gone Sad podcast, where we unpack our childhood drama and try to figure out why we are the way we are. We're normally here to answer the questions, what made you good and what makes you sad, but today, Becca, it's all Good Girl Glossary entries. It's all Good Girl Glossary all the time. And Becca, what is the Good Girl Glossary? The Good Girl Glossary is the definitive list of people, places, and things that make up a good girl. We are really excited because we have five listener entries. Yeah. Five. That's really great. And also, I lied. We only have four. Um, we, have we have multiple from one person. We have like we do. three from one person. Yes. Which we love. Yes. So we're really excited. We've got some listener entries. So we're going to do our own glossary submissions. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to enter our listeners. And just a reminder, as always, that if you want to send in your glossary submissions, you can email them to goodgirlsgonsad at gmail.com. I believe you can also put them on Spotify for podcasters if you want to do it that way. And um, yeah, you can also like DM them to us. That's what most people do. Uh, you can just DM it to us. Or, you know, you could even leave a five-star rating and then drop your Good Girl Glossary entry um, as the rating. Oh my God, you could totally do that. And then we'll... We'll read it on air. Yeah, and that's actually a really good reminder that if you like this podcast, and hopefully if you're listening, you do like it, um, but if you like this podcast, please go leave us five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and also if you screenshot your review and send it to us, we will send you stickers and matchbooks, and also the more people that rate it, the better we do. I don't know. I really honestly don't know how it works. I don't know how people find podcasts. So if you want to let us know how you found our podcast, um, that'd be great. But I think ratings have something to do with it. So uh, ratings definitely help. Yeah. Um, be suggest. It helps us be suggested to people listening to similar content. Yeah. And also just like send this to your friends if you're like, oh my god, my friend is actually such a good girl gone sad. Okay, so my entry into the Good Girl Glossary is overcooking meat because you're afraid to undercook it. Oh, my God. I just don't cook meat at all. <laughs> I actually was going to say, if my husband ever listens to this podcast, he will go, hmm, do you cook meat? I've never seen it. <laughs> but I have dabbled in chicken breast. This is definitely something I've inherited from my mom. She is like a big salmonella like spokesperson. I'm not even a salmonella spokesperson or a cinnamonella spokesperson i gave it a go i didn't like how it executed cinnamonella but what is that 
Um, it's my name, but with salmonella, cinnamonella. <laughs> I was like, this is a disease I don't know. No, about. I glossed over it so quickly because I gave up on the concept. Got like it. Ha- when it got halfway through my mouth. Um, but I think I was just like, I'm just afraid that I can't cook. I'm just convinced mm. that I can't cook, and meat is freaky, and I can just microwave something that's already been cooked. Yeah, meat really grosses me out. I'm not meat gonna is, lie. Meat is meat is kind of icky, but. If I liked more vegetables, I would be a veg- vegetarian. You'd be a vegetable-tarian? I'd be a vegetable-tarian, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, wh- what do you think about oh my overcooking God, I, meat so you don't undercook it? Yes, if I ever am tasked with cooking meat, I will definitely overcook it, but I normally delegate the task because I am so scared. Mm-hmm. Love so it. So is it a fear of salmonella, or is it actually, and is it specifically chicken? Because I feel like it's specifically a boneless, skinless, chick- skinless chicken breast that you're like, I'm going to make this at home. And then you. I've never attempted anything else. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But I do think the fear. Well, I don't really it like stems, other meat. It stems to, to other meats. But I feel like the most like at its core, the most good girly um, meat is a boneless, skinless chicken breast that you are afraid to undercook, so you way overcook. Overcooking meat so you don't undercook it. And accidentally get salmonella. And then you have to tell your mom you got salmonella, and that'd be so embarrassing. Oh, my God, that would be embarrassing. What if I had to go to the hospital for salmonella, and they were like, did you eat (laughs) Eat raw raw chicken? chicken? (laughs) Although, never held me back with raw cookie dough. I was just about to say that. Rule breaker. Because when it's a sweet little treat, all bets are off. So true. That's actually so true. And it, it felt like a rebellion to it did. eat cookie dough. I did. I actually just saw Malcolm in Hadestown. Mm-hmm. And I asked him if he had a sweet little treat after the show. I, I saw him in. him one. I, I should have brought him one. But oh, he was I, like, when I, he's go like I had cake last night. I'm good. I was like, okay. Cake is good. When I, when I go, don't let me forget. I need to take a sweet little treat. Bring him a sweet little treat. He was so gracious at the door. I felt very cool. He hugged me over the barricade. And he was like, I'll meet you on the side. And I was like, I ah! I anyway, saw him on shout TikTok. Shout out to Malcolm. We love you. I saw him on TikTok in the, like, Broadway in the Streets performance, and it made <gasps> me really happy. <sighs> it was fun. It was fun. All right. Amazing. Okay, so next up, we have a listener entry, mm-hmm. and this listener actually sent us about seven entries, <laughs> which is awesome, and you all should send seven entries. Yes. We love it. So not shade at all it's just excitement but so we're gonna play for you I th- we've chosen three yes. that we think really represent the good girls gone sad spirit and also that haven't like been talked about before and so we're gonna play those for you hi um my name's M, and please excuse the background noise i'm currently hiking the pct and i'm uh trying to walk through a wind farm and take advantage of the shade of the wind turbines itself um but i listened to your all's podcast when i was hiking the long trail and yeah it brought me a lot of like you know removed bonding um about my religious drama um and now i'm on the pacific crest trail and also listening to your podcast and i just listened to the good girl gosslery two or three i can't remember which one so um i have some submissions i'm going to send them in in the next voice message but thank you so much for this podcast it's so fun and if i repeat a good girl submission i'm so sorry i've listened to so many of your podcasts while i'm walking and dealing with like through hiker dehydration brain so my apologies in advance but um the following are my submissions I want to first submit young pastor recently added to the congregation who loves to talk about how hot his wife is. Um, 
he wears a short-sleeved button-down with the top button undone. He wears, like, um, light wash, really worn-in denim jeans that are, like, half an inch too long and flip-flops. And he loves to get up in front of the entire congregation and talk about how hot his wife is and how much he loves sex um, now that he's married, now that he's married and he can participate in it. Everyone should go on a long solo hike, listen to our entire back catalog, and then send seven glossary entries. Yeah, Cheryl Strand vibes. One thing about me is that I don't like hiking, but I will walk all day long. Interesting. Yeah. I like a hike, but I do have to have like a vista or a peak. I have to mm. accomplish something. Yeah, see, I don't like heights, so... Oh, fair that's enough. like the thing that's people's like reward for a hike is it's like, like a my punishment. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, I actually have a traumatic hike story that I'll tell on an another Good podcast. Episode. Yeah. Um, so first was um, an amazing description of hot pastor who loves his wife. Who loves his hot wife. Who loves his hot wife. And talks about sex because he's married and he, he can. He lives having sex. I do feel like we've talked about the phenomenon mm-hmm. of youth pastors being like sex before marriage going to hell but sex when you're married <laughs> like if you that, <laughs> if you've saved sex for like your one partner and like you have a christ-centered relationship like whoa it's gonna be crazy and it's like has anyone talked to her <laughs> has anyone asked the wife it's mostly it's mostly um for me, why this was such an important entry. The long jeans flip-flop combo description. Yes. And I just want to say... Put your toes away, actually. Put your toes away. I know it's maybe... Is that inappropriate to say? Am I, like... I know I shouldn't be telling people to do with their bodies, but it would actually like everyone to put their toes away. <laughs> so here's the thing that I will say. Your toes don't offend me. I was a dancer. My toes are disgusting. Well, you're so comfortable with nudity because you're a dancer. And by nudity, I mean of the toes. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I am not comfortable with nudity. It was always an issue during quick changes. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm I'm comfortable with toe nudity. Toe nudity. Because my dance friends and I used to um, reveal our presence on Christmas morning, which was examining our blisters together when we took off our point shoes at the end of a rehearsal, which was very normal and cool of us to do. Um, and you called it? We called it Christmas morning. And we'd say, did anybody get any presents? And it was actually always lame for me because, like, humble brag, I never really got blisters. Oh, wow. But I did get, like, um, like dead toenail vibes that had to be, like, drained. Anyway, if you're still listening to this <laughs> podcast. Uh, what I was going to say about flip-flops is that I don't believe they should ever be worn with jeans. I actually think that goes for anyone on any end of the gender spectrum. I do mm-hmm. not think that you need to wear jeans with flip-flops. That being said, if you're going to wear flip-flops, you need to also be wearing shorts. That being said, you need to be on the beach. Unless you're a woman, in which case you can do whatever you want, girl. So you see a flip-flop as a practical shoe? Like it's a, it's, it's serving a purpose. You're going to the beach. You need like a quick change in and out. Yes. It's not like an all-day, every-day. Yeah, the pool, whatever. Mm-hmm. I actually It's like not for giving sermons to teens? It's not for giving sermons to teens. And you know what I'll add, actually, is um, Chaco's. Because that was the vibe, not necessarily when I was in high school, but that was the vibe in my college that, like, if you love Jesus. Huge shirt. Huge shirt, running shorts, Chaco. 
Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what I wore. But oh. if, if you loved Jesus, you had on Chacos. Oh. Male, female, anything. Like, you were wearing Chacos if you loved Jesus. You said, Spiritual I cleavage, need, if you will. Yeah, you literally said, I need shoes that reflect the types of shoes Jesus might be wearing, but I need them with arch support. That's what they said. Wow. Yeah. Chacos. Bum, ba, da, ba. <laughs> A pastor, pastor wearing flip-flops talking about, about his hot, hot wife. wife. Bah, bah, bah. Amazing. I also want to submit jeans and a nice top. Um, I went to one of those churches where it was like pretty casual. They were like, wear your t-shirt to church or I wear my jeans to church. Like they made t-shirts that said, these are my church clothes. Um, and you were supposed to wear the t-shirt with like a pair of jeans. Like literally these are my church clothes. So, um, but my mom is a bit more traditional. Um, I grew up going to like a more like formal church um, that was like more Catholic. And then we transitioned to like not Hillsong, but like a Hillsong style, like modern wear your jeans to church um, type of place. So she would always like come in on Sunday mornings and she'd be like, I really want you to wear like jeans and a nice top. Jeans. Oh my gosh, a nice top and jeans, which still is my vibe. Yeah. I'm 30 years old, and I still will be wearing a nice top and jeans. I will say my biggest accomplishment in life is, you know, when people were saying, like, why are these fashion magazines pushing desk to dinner? How often are you going to be going from desk to dinner? I do it three times a week. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, that's my biggest accomplishment in life is that I have somewhere to go. I have a desk, and I also have dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's girl dinner true. is actually wearing a nice top and jeans. <laughs> that's girl dinner. Girl dinner. Yeah. Girl dinner. I, Yes. Totally agree. I also just, you have really mastered the art of the pant, like not necessarily jeans. Mm. Like I feel like you have like trousers, you have like chinos, you have a lot of different pants. For me, I will like try on a pant and be like, mm, maybe I'll just wear jeans. I'll put on a dress, mm, I'm just wear jeans. Like I will always default to nice top and jeans, no mm -hmm. matter what. You are. Mm -hmm. I feel like honestly you were thriving, thriving, thriving in the era of like, little puffy short sleeve mm. um kind of baby doll top and it wrapped and tied with like a little oh. kind of a little bell moment and it was like probably crisscross in the front and you wore cami was that you a hundred percent and a From headband Hollister. Yeah. yes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and a headband or a and ribbon funky, and funky patterns too mm -hmm. yeah, yeah i i liked a color i, I loved a good color I still do, actually. And another thing about me, which is similar, is that I loved a peplum top. Oh, yes. And I, I actually still like a peplum top. They're kind of on their way back. They I are. think a, a sensible, nothing wrong with a sensible peplum. The only one I have right now is my Hill House Home, like, nap nap top. Yes. <laughs> I think where we, where we kind of really got wrong on the peplum was when we did the huge exposed brass zippers up the back. And also, the top was made out of scuba neoprene. Like, mm. were, you, were we going scuba diving in our peplum tops? Yeah. And, you know, we couldn't go scuba diving because you're wearing huge statement necklaces. We actually wouldn't weigh down. It would have been shiny and attracted sharks. So, don't I don't really know where we were going with those clothes. Don't even get me started on the bubble necklace. That's for another time. Okay. Because I had so many of them. Yeah. The nice top and jeans and the context of a church, mm -hmm. which was important. It was... Ugh, for me, it was a 5.30 mass, mm -hmm. 5.30 Sunday mass, because that's when the cool kids went. That was the teen service, and I was really nice top and jeans. Yeah, I feel that. Love it. Okay. Satin, probably. Mm, satin top. Satin top. That's fancy. Mm. I mean, it was probably polyester. 
Let's add it. Let's add it. Nice, nice top and jeans. jeans. <laughs> Would you like to? <laughs> you did it. Perfect I love bitch. it. Thank you so much for your podcast. It's so fun to listen to. Um, as you can tell, I've clearly had a lot of time to think. Um, perhaps too much time to think, one might say. Um, all right. Love you. Bye. Oh, my God. Wait, I have one more. Um, I want to submit wearing a white T-shirt over your bikini to the church pool party um, because... There were a lot of girls at my private Christian school who, when we had, like, pool parties or, like, I don't know, I lived in a town that had, like, an amusement and water park that was, like, really cheap and everybody loved. So we, like, went there once on a field trip, which was weird, but um, all the girlies bought super cute bikinis, but we weren't allowed to wear bikinis, so they brought white t-shirts to wear over top so that when their t-shirt got wet... I don't want to finish that sentence. Anyway, um, that's my last submission. Yes. <laughs> yes, correct. And not just to the church pool party, because you better believe I was sunburned. I wore that white t-shirt everywhere. But not in, like, a slurpy way. Okay. I think I wore it. Honestly, there was a period of time in my life where at my summer camp, if we went to the – so it was an all-girls camp. If you went to the boys' like brother camp, you had to be wearing a one-piece. And I did not like one pieces, and I felt like a t-shirt was more flattering than a one piece. Wow. So I would go t-shirt over one piece for aesthetic reasons. I will say I was strictly non-aquatic, so I can't really relate to this one, um, especially since I wouldn't do white t-shirt. If I had to go to a pool, I was wearing the silliest hairy cloth cover-up you've ever seen, like a dress... Or, like, I had a palazzo pant. I had a terry cloth palazzo mm. pant and a wedge flip-flop that I was really into. A wedge flip-flop. Almost like a Juicy Couture tracksuit, but um, from Old Navy and made of terry cloth. It Obviously. was hot pink, though. Um, so I was pretty, pretty strictly non-aquatic. I didn't really get in the water. Um, so describing yourself as non-aquatic is really cracking me up. <laughs> <laughs> Amphibious. <laughs> um, what's the opposite of amphibious? Mammals. What was that, Becca? <laughs> Mammal. <laughs> Mammal. I mean, amphibious is like you could go in water and on land. Sure, but there are mammals in the water. Yeah. It's just how you give birth, right? Yeah. We should not be talking about science. Anyway. Reptilian. I, reptilian. <laughs> That's what you were. I <laughs> No, snakes can go in the water, too. Snakes so in the water. Who's to say? Also, you know, reptiles are, like, alligators are reptiles. Uh, Are they? Aren't they? I genuinely don't have the answer. An I, I would think so. An amphibian is a frog. Yeah. Just a polywog in a bog. Sits under soggy logs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I don't connect with this, but I see the vision. I see this in... I see this in Saved, the um, an, an amazing Good Girl Gone Sad movie. Um, which everyone should watch. I see this like in the cultural zeitgeist of the good girl. Mm -hmm. I also think there is like, not to say that I actually wore a white t-shirt for slurpy motivations, Mm -hmm. but I do think there is something trying to think of how to articulate it. There is something interesting in the, like I am following the rules, but I still want you to see me as hot. 
Uh-huh. Like, I want to be modest but hot. Like, I definitely thought through that when I was younger. Yes, yes. So, like, how do I look really good but not in a way that anybody will be like, she's wearing something revealing? To me, it wasn't hot, um, but I did pride myself on being put together, which mm. to me, put together was hot. Like, literally, modest is hottest. I took that to heart. I wore knee-high argyle socks, headbands, collared shirts. I was like, Blair from Gossip Girl is hot mm-hmm. because she's cool and confident and like put together. So I kind of went in that direction. Wearing, Wearing a, a white, white t-shirt over your, your bikini, bikini at the church. At the church pool, pool party. party. Yes, thank you. And good luck on your hike. You're probably done by now. It's been a couple months. <laughs> it's but been a couple months. I don't know how long it takes. Let's be honest. Yes. Okay. This is from a friend of the podcast, Madeline Kay. She has a podcast that you should totally listen to. It's called This Is Not A Backup Plan. Sid and I appeared on her podcast, and it's just really fun, and I think a lot of you will relate to it, so check it out. And here is her submission for the Good Girl Glossary. Hi, Becca and Sid. I love the podcast, and I'm so excited to submit my Good Girl Glossary entry. I grew up Mormon, and I feel like there are two kinds of Mormons. There are Diet Coke Mormons, and then there are Don't Drink Caffeine Mormons, and I grew up in the latter category, so I did not drink caffeine at all growing up. The first time I ever had Coke was when I was in my early 20s, I think 21, and I was like starting to have a weird headache and feel kind of sick, and I told someone about it, and they're like, oh, you have a migraine, (laughs) and I'd never had one before. I think that's the only migraine I've had, so I got some Coke, and it cleared it up. And then a few years later, I went to Vietnam for two weeks for a study abroad. And when I was in Vietnam, our group leader was like, hey, if you want to make sure you keep feeling good, don't get a parasite, you need to drink Coke. So in this two-week time period of being in Vietnam, I drank more Coke than I had ever had in my life. I had seriously drank Coke maybe three times before until I went to Vietnam. So I will submit for my entry drinking caffeine for medical purposes because that's when I started drinking caffeine was for medical reasons anyway love the show thank you so much for your doing and have a great day bye thanks Madeline we loved that um yeah I I'm obsessed with that I mean Sid and I didn't grow up Mormon but I feel I did drink caffeine for medical reasons yeah I definitely I was gonna say like the having a headache and that's when you get to have a coke or like you have a stomach bug and you get to have a coke or something well also um caffeine is a bronchodilator um, so I had really bad asthma growing up, and if I didn't have um, my inhaler on me, um, when sometimes we would do, like, a Coke with chocolate syrup in it, because it would be, like, as mm-hmm. much caffeine. But my body does not react well to caffeine. I go off the walls. Like, I shake, and I talk a lot, and it's even more than this. Um, and so I remember one time I had to do it at a play practice and I was like crazy the rest of the day I was like wheezing and running around it was not a good combo but I did yeah I've had to do um one time I drank and they give me mochas sometimes too because that'd be espresso and chocolate be as much caffeine as like they could find for me I love a mocha I used to love them but they made my stomach hurt 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 that's (laughs) true but yes I love this entry caffeine Caffeine for for medical medical reasons thank you so much Madeline we're getting into our own Ariana Grande here. We are. Okay. <laughs> That's my whistle tone. How'd I do? G- great. <laughs> <I> d- <laughs> um, and they'll stand there with the wizard. Feeling things I never felt. 
be so happy. I could <laughs> melt. <laughs> Gosh, we Did need, really we need a musical happen? theater jar. That's what we said, right? We do need a musical theater jar. Um, is it my turn for a glossary entry? It's your turn. Okay, this is original from Sid off the noggin. Off the nog. Feeling like you're going to hell because you are at a restaurant or a bar where you are supposed to be getting table service, but you go up and order at the bar, and then they say, actually, this is table service, and feeling like you actually just killed this person's firstborn child. I, it's the worst feeling in the world. That happened to Michael at your show. <gasps> I enabled. You enabled. Yeah. He was like, I think I'm in trouble because I just tried to go order at the bar. Really, really hurt about that from a good girl perspective is like immediately this person dislikes you. Yeah. Like oh your my first God. interaction, this person dislikes you and you're like, I'm not that kind of person. I would never, ever, ever order from the bar when it's table service. I, I looked for signs. I looked for signals and I couldn't see anything. Like I want you to know I, I do care about service workers and your industry and I'm going to be leaving a hefty tip, probably 20 percent. Um. Probably probably forty percent because I'm going to be ordering. Twenty is normal. So <laughs> like, um, I meant to say two times. Oh yeah. Like I'm like, okay, I'm going to be ordering a six dollar beer, so I'll be tipping you six dollars because I feel really bad about this, and I hope you have a lovely night, and thank you so much for your service. I was gonna add the over tipping because you feel so bad about it, and then like the rest <laughs> of the night you're like, they hate me. They hate me. Like they me. come over and you're like, mm, she hates me. Or Even if she's perfectly nice. Right, too. and then you send you have to send a friend up. Yeah. Because you've you've tainted. Oh, and mortified. Then I've literally come back to the table and like, I'm sorry, you guys you guys are associated with me now. <laughs> Like, I ruined the table. I ruined the vibe. Oh, my gosh. And nothing kills a vibe quicker. Totally, totally second the nomination. Okay, thank you. Feeling, Feeling like, like you murdered somebody, somebody when you order, order from at the, the bar, bar, but it was table, table service. service. <laughs> I think we can just go with it. I think we're just going to go with it. Won't. We've done so many good entries today. I think that one can live on in. So true. Okay. Okay, so my next entry is going to hit the, the musical theater jar. Um, it's the search for the next Elle Woods <laughs> and or Legally Blonde, the musical on MTV. Yes. Those two things were my personality for at least a year, probably longer. And I recorded the Legally Blonde, the musical on VHS, as one did, mm. and watched it. Like, I recorded over, like, a track meet that my dad had recorded or something and watched it regularly. And... The funny thing about me is when we came to New York when I was like probably 13 or 14, we stayed at at like a Times Square hotel and we stayed over Legally Blonde the musical. Like it was like right where we were and I begged to be able to go because it was the girl from The Search for the Next L Woods in it. And it was like my mom was like it's too expensive, we're not going to do it, whatever. And so we did not go to Legally Blonde the musical, but we did take a picture with it. So that Good. was fun. And actually, we went to In the Heights, which is like maybe even more fun because yeah. we went to In the Heights for like cheap, cheap, sat in the way back and saw Lynn Manuel Miranda back when like the only thing we knew was that our concierge said it was good. Um, and then they won a Tony. So that was cute. But we, Emily and I have, my sister and I have pictures with the Legally Blonde the musical poster as if we went, but we did not. That is actually, taking photos outside of a uh, musical theater venue is, like, outside of a Broadway theater when you won't be able to be able to see the show. Mm -hmm. Extremely good girl-coded. Extremely good girl-coded. You're like, I have to preserve this memory. You know what? Okay. And then also show it off to your friends when you get back home. Yeah, that's true. 
Oh, 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 I was going to say, along with the search for the next Al Woods, uh-huh. was that slew of TV shows that were searching for leads in musicals. Did you watch the Grease one? No. And then I it didn't. was like a reality show. You need to go back and watch them because they were wackadoodle. Mm, I did watch the Glee one. They were wackadoodle time. Oh, the Glee project. Yeah, which was a huge success. Huge success. Congrats, Alex Newell and Ali Stroker. On oh. winning Tony's before Leah Michelle. <laughs> yeah, mm, yeah. I didn't even think about that. They are so happy they could melt. melt. Um. Anyway, so I second this, but I think Great. in I for me it was that. Mm-hmm. Of course, but the gay or European song I went. Well, being gay is bad. <laughs> being gay is kind of bad. I loved that song. Um. I mean, I I felt really guilty for liking it mm-hmm. because I was really homophobic at the time. Or maybe. Once again, ma- no, I was homophobic. Well, one thing was um, when she says, so in So Much Better, which is one of my audition songs. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. And you would. And she says, it's like making love with you all night. No, wait, it feels so much. And she does that part. Yeah. And then she does a fake orgasm. I remember like I would like practice that song at home because like that would be my audition if I were just dropped into one. Yeah. And I would like feel like embarrassed doing the orgasm part. So I would just be like, oh, oh, oh. (laughs) Instead of like doing the sound. I really thought she was just like truly excited i didn't get why it was like a little mm. moment i thought she was going oh 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 i probably you know? i probably didn't get it when the song when i first started singing that song alone and in my it love with you all night no wait it feels so, so much, much better. better hello much better soon all you're gonna know much, much better. better i am so much better <laughs> that was the part from the show that like they were all like on better. the bike better, better. Wait, and none of them could do it and i'm like I can do it. Like, I mean, not, not right then, obviously. <laughs> With proper warm-up. No. Well, you know about the red the red room, right? No. Sorry, my mistake. Courtney, take oh. a break. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. The Please ignore her. She hasn't been well. Try this latest from Milan. <laughs> oh, gosh. Every, uh, we, we have to cut all of this out because no one wants to hear yeah, physical we're gonna theater. Need, we're going to need to cut, like, a chunk of it out. <laughs> um, but, yes. I, I will say I found... A community on TikTok that loved the search for the next Elwoods. Like it was, everyone was like, "I thought that was a fever dream. I forgot the search for the next Elwoods was real, and this is just awakening something in my soul." And I was like, "Wow, I'm so glad to have done this for everyone." Also, uh, I heard the girl who won was like really, really bad, and then they shut the show down. So <laughs> probably for the best. The, the search, search for the, the next Elwoods and or Legally Baby Blonde the musical on MTV. MTV. Wait, do we have to sing it? Wait, I'm sorry. I just heard two whistle tones. (laughs) I mean, technically, I'm a professional singer because the only thing I still get residuals for was when I sang on SNL once. So, Mm. um, not me. When I sang Oh Holy Night at the top of my range and lungs simultaneously. Were you in Soprano? Yeah. It was actually, it was more... actually two octaves higher the best part of that song is that it's like at a perfect range well because we were supposed oh to be a full choir and there was only five of us mm. and they wanted it and the uh cast members like you know the ones who get paid mm-hmm. they were all singing like 
the low harmony alto, and so they needed the five of us to fill out the other parts. So they needed somebody to do alto one, or sorry, soprano one. And the thing is, actually, can I do another one real quick? Mm -hmm. Good Girl Glossary Entry being so proud of being an alto. We've talked about this. You've talked about it. Oh, okay. But I don't think it's been an official. I'm just being so proud of being an alto because you're like, I'm actually... I'm actually building the harmony. I'm actually rounding this out. Like, actually, like, I know sopranos get all the attention, but, like, the weight of the world actually rests upon my shoulders. And if I wasn't grounded and, like, the sopranos get the melody, I'm actually, like, I'm, like, a thinker. I'm a doer. Like, being so proud of being an alto. Overcompensating because you're so excited to be an alto. Meanwhile, I was like, if I'm not a soprano, I'll die. I thought it was the, the most important role. So is the... And also, keep in mind, I was like fourth grade when I stopped singing, so... I sang through high school. Is the is the entry being so proud of your voice part? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Being, being so, so proud, proud of your, your voice, voice part. part. Okay, we have another listener submission. How long are you talking? Who knows? Oh my god. <laughs> we were trying to do a condensed episode, and ladies and gentlemen, it's been 46 minutes. Well, because I think it's actually because we sang The Wizard and I twice. <laughs> no and I. <laughs> and I. Wait, okay. Do you, oh, wow. you want to hear my Adina impression? I do. <coughs> if I degrainify you, well, of course that's not important to me. <laughs> There's something about how she says, "Degreenify me." And of course, that's not important to me. Oh, I could also do. <laughs> oh, Miss Elphaba, many years <laughs> for a gift like yours to appear. I feel like I know. Popular, you're, you're gonna, gonna be, be popular. Um, what song can I impersonate well? I think I can just go, I can fake riff pretty well. Let's hear it. No wizard. <laughs> and I, no. I I'm obsessed with that octave you chose. <laughs> the wizard. No wizard. No wizard. And I. Hey, that was good. <laughs> that was pretty you good. You know what you sounded like there was, um, the Titanic lady. Oh, I'll take it. Yeah. She it's, can actually it's sing. It's giving, what are you going to be unlistenable. <laughs> I can also... Um, we need a Patreon just so only people who choose to listen to us have to listen to us. What's important, I think, is that we both know how good the quality on these mics are, and we're like, this is the best we're going to sound, so we have to, <laughs> so we have to sing into these mics. Yeah. Um, Wait, I was trying to think if I had another... Oh, oh, um... I, I really love loathing. <gasps> Should we do it at our next live show? Yes. When is this feeling so, so sudden, sudden and new? I felt the moment I laid eyes on you. Oh, we both did the same part. <laughs> hey, listeners, it's future Becca here. I just wanted to pop in and let you know that at this point in the record, Sid and I broke out into a full rendition of loathing from Wicked and let it go from uh, Frozen, sorry, to my niece. So I literally did you a huge favor by taking it out because it's about five minutes of us singing and we're not necessarily the best singers, but we do have confidence. Um, I did drop it at the end of the episode after the credits though. So if you want to take a gander at our beautiful singing voices, it is waiting there for you. All right, back to the episode. 
then I want everyone to know, 10 minutes ago, Becca said, we got to move on. <laughs> and then we just sang for 14 more minutes. And I'm assuming we edited it out. <laughs> I don't think we do. I think the whole thing. This is a mini episode. Frozen? This is a mini episode. I don't know that I'm ready. I don't think I'm going to sound as good as I think I did. Well, let's. Let's get through the rest of this so we can find out. We have to listen to your sister's entry. Oh, my it's God. It's time actually, to listen to Emily's entry. Yes, it is. And also, this just reminded me of... My throat hurts. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, like, feeling a little, like, I need to do, like, some steaming. You know what's funny is um, <laughs> when, <laughs> when I look at podcast ratings, like, a lot of times I'll be like, oh, you can tell the hosts don't like each other. <laughs> <laughs> what if you just have too much fun and then accidentally recorded it? Okay. Before I start singing Godspell, I just want to like make it really clear that we're sober. Turn back. Oh, sober. It's 2 p.m. I haven't even finished a whole coffee today. We've had two LaCroix. I've had two LaCroix today. That's my it's my uh, liquid intake. Yeah, same. Except for one LaCroix and water. All right, let's listen to Emily's. Hello, me again. Becca's sister, Emily, with a submission for the Good Girl Glossary. I would like to submit extremely one-sided rivalries. And I know that this is a good girl trait and not just a me thing, because when I was in middle school, our science Olympiad team went to the state championships with t-shirts that said public schools rock, because it was very important to us that we beat Parrot Academy, the private school from the next town over, and they did not care about us. Um, and my extremely one-sided rivalries were numerous, uh, from my determination to get a higher PSAT score than John Isaac Phillips, to this day, I still tell people about delivering Girl Scout cookies in my little red wagon so that I could beat McLean Ellis. Joke's on me. They are both a PhD and a doctor, respectively. Uh, so I would like to submit to the Good Girl Glossary extremely one-sided rivalries. Thank you. Competition is very much in the good girl vein. Mm -hmm. um, and a little unhealthy competition is very much in the... I second this. Yeah, I do too. I think also academic competition oh, yeah. is so specific. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, like, you know, if you're always up for the same parts as somebody or whatever, like, that's obvious. But, like, the, like... There was a girl that I had all these classes with who was, like, literally the nicest person in the world. Like, she was extremely kind. There was nothing negative to say about her. But, like, every time we would get our tests back, I would look over and I'd be like, I got a 99 and she got a 100. And I was like, game on, girlfriend. Like, I acted like the two of us were in competition for our grades when, like, she didn't care at all what grade I made. And I cared so much what grade she made. And, like... If you told her this now, she would be like, that's really weird. I haven't thought about her in <laughs> <laughs> however long I've been out of high school years. But, um, yeah, anyway, really nice girl. But I had a cutthroat competition with her to see who could make the highest grades. I definitely had rivalries, but they were not one-sided. Mm. I probably felt stronger about them, but my school was simply too small. Like, you, you didn't get to not care about the other person, you know, yeah. especially musical theater. But some of them were my best friends. Um, um, great. So we second the nomination. Of, yes. Third, fourth, and fifth. Yes. Um, of one-sided one rivalries. Of one-sided one rivalries. We cannot start singing again. One more listener submission. One more listener submission. Actually, friend of the pod, Tatiana. You've probably listened to her episode because it seems like all of you have. Um, she is our good friend, Tatiana Osaruk, whose episode you should listen to. It's called... Gone to the grocery store in a leotard. It is. It's all about um, being a dancer and then no longer being a dancer. Um, okay. The text is, 
applying any rule across multiple areas of life and never challenging it. For example, I'm not allowed to swim in a th during a thunderstorm. Water plus thunder equals bad. So whenever I shower during a storm, I feel like I'm breaking a rule, even though showering inside during a storm is not really a valid fear. Question is it mark. not? I always thought it was. <laughs> I, thought, it I thought it was too, but I think that she's right. I think it's like, you just are like, well, that one thing is bad, so everything associated with it is bad, bad, no, bad. No, we used to like be told not to shower during thunderstorms. And I don't know if there was any validity to the claim, but I also feel like it was one of those like better safe than sorry situations. Sure. Which I feel like my family has operated on many better safe than sorry situations. Like, I feel like a lot of my fears come from like, well, I might as well just, you know, it doesn't hurt me to not shower in a thunderstorm. Right. It's not the end of the world if I wait till tomorrow to shower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. I, I feel like there are other situations, though, where, like, this one rule applies to the rest mm -hmm. of anything associated with it. One thing, though, is that when I think about showering during a thunderstorm, I don't think that's ever crossed my mind here in New York City. And I don't know why. That feels very home and, like, yeah. our river house. I think it's, like, because I would be worried about the pipes, but here I'm, like, pipes are none of my business. Yeah. It's a landlord. Pipes are none pipes of are my business. Pipes are literally none of my business. Well, I still second it. Yeah. Because it still feels scary and accurate and true. Oh, I second it, too, because I definitely have the same fear. Okay. Um, and I do think, to Tatiana's point, it applies over multiple things. Mm-hmm. Applying any rule across multiple areas of your life and never challenging it. Specifically, not showering during a thunderstorm. Okay, so this last entry is singing songs when you're home alone, recording them, and listening back to see if you were actually as good as you thought you were. Are you really scared to listen back to the uh, songs that we sang today? I am. I'm really scared to listen back to the songs that we sang today. Singing at home alone. Recording yourself singing at home alone. Did you ever make um, little music videos? Yes, but not alone. Okay. I second the nomination. So I mean, I do it still to this day. Mostly in the shower. I don't really record myself, but like... I don't sing alone here because I feel very exposed being in an apartment where there are people connected to walls. That being said, we just sang at the top of our lungs. We just sang at the top of our lungs. And also, my husband and I have sung. My husband and I. <laughs> we have sung <laughs> our solos to each other one time when we were drunk. I've told you about this, right? Yes. Yeah. We ha well, we weren't that drunk. Did he <laughs> sing Santa Fe? He sings Santa Fe, and we learned that he doesn't really know any of the words to Santa <laughs> Fe. So, <laughs> so it's Michael. a it's He'd a be obsessed with you. He's not know the words. It's to Santa so Fe. Michael. Yeah, I sang the Wizard and I, and he sings Santa Fe. Okay, well we have to enter this. Thank you. You deserve a medal of honor. Thank you, and we love you. We love you so much. Should we? We end every episode with a song. <laughs> <laughs> we end every episode with an impression of Las Culturistas. <laughs> with Las Culturistas. Yeah, okay. In honor of a podcast we adore. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Um, and somebody in a film, one of the members of that podcast being in a specific film. That we've been singing film. about. Yeah. Yes. So we're going to end this episode with the song. Yeah, what do we want to sing? We want to sing. Or do you want to just start and see if I can pick it up? Yeah, I do. It has been said 
that people, people come into our lives for a reason bringing things that we must learn and we are blessed <laughs> i don't know this one as much because it always made me sad because i listened you have been changed for good good Anyway, um, Jesus wouldn't call people whores on the internet. No, he like literally he wouldn't. Literally wouldn't. He didn't even have access to the internet. Neither should you. Would Bye. Jesus have an Instagram? <laughs> A question for another time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. You can find me, Becca Stevenson, at the Becca Stevenson on Instagram and at the real underscore Becca on TikTok and Twitter. You can find me, Sid King, at Sid period the period King on Instagram. And you can find us, the Good Girls Gone Sad, at Good Girls Gone Sad on Instagram and TikTok. You can also email us at goodgirlsgonesad at gmail.com. If you would like to submit a glossary submission, you can DM it to us on Instagram or send it through by email. Also, if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we will mail you a sticker and a matchbook. If you DM it to us on Instagram, just have to give us your address. Five-star reviews only, please. Also, don't forget, if you want to drink your morning coffee out of a mug that says Jesus wouldn't call people whores on the internet, you can do that with our merch, which you can find via our link tree. We would also like to thank Emery Bergman for our amazing logo and Luke Lima for our amazing intro and outro music. As we all know, I'm gonna put this part at the end. <laughs> so if you listen through our credits, You're you be will be so hear scared. <laughs> <laughs> you will delete your podcast up. <laughs> you delete your podcast up. My pulse is rushing. My head is reeling. My face is flushing. What is this feeling? Fervid as a flame. Does it have a name? Yes. Loathing. For your adulterated clothing, for your face, your voice, your clothing. Let's just say, I love it all. Every little trait, however small, makes my very flesh begin to crawl. The problem is we're both clothing. clothing. There's a strange exhilaration with such total detestation. It's so pure, so strong, though I do admit it came on fast. Still, I do believe that it can last, and I will be loathing forever. Loathing, truly, deeply loathing you my whole life long. Dear God, I know you are just too good. Ooh, and you're standing, I don't think I could. She's a terror, she's a tartar. We don't mean to show a bias, but Galinda, you're a martyr. These things are sent to try us. Poor Galinda forced to reside with someone so disgusting and foul. We just want to tell you we're all on your side. Snow glows right on the mountain tonight. Not a footprint to be seen. A kingdom of isolation. And it looks like I'm the queen. The wind is howling like the swirling storm inside. Couldn't keep it in, heaven knows I've tried. 
Don't let them in, don't let them see. Be the good girl you always have to be. Conceal, don't feel, don't let them know. Can now they know. Let it go, let it go. I am one with the wind and sky. Let it go, let it go. the jimmies we actually like okay we one sounded thing, pretty good one thing about us is that we sounded good and the second thing is that i'm obsessed with both of us when we had to go to the high parts instead of deciding to screech we just decided to hit the note but as if we were a middle school choir <laughs> the cold never bothered me anyway <laughs> it's giving kids bop version <laughs> it's giving we've never got to sing alone and we only know how to how to blend no it's giving i know i can't hit the note